Welcome to the Orion Podcast, hosted by Laurel and Jessa of A Stellar Co. Today, we have Tom Dedorian, who is the CMO and co-founder of LaunchBoom. LaunchBoom is an agency that works on crowdfunding campaigns, and I have been working with them for a few months, actually almost six months now, on a campaign that I'm planning to launch very soon for Shirt Sauna. So we wanted to have Tom on to share what his mission is, his experience, and how LaunchBoom helps entrepreneurs. We hope you enjoy. Hey, Laurel. Hey, Jessa. <laughs> this is our guest today. We have Tom with LaunchBoom. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Hi, thank and, you for joining. <laughs> and Jessa, how are we connected to Tom? Oh my gosh. Okay. So if anyone has spoken with me in probably the last six months, I think every conversation I start off, well, this company launch boom. And I actually don't really talk about it on here, which is a whole other thing, but I have a product I'm launching and I want to do crowdfunding. And from day one, when I talked about crowdfunding, everyone said, you need to talk to launch boom because launch boom is an agency that specializes in crowdfunding campaigns for consumer products. And at least that's how I was introduced. I'm sure there's a better pitch. But it's, and LaunchBoom has this just like wealth of knowledge on anything crowdfunding. So blah, blah, blah. I sign up for LaunchBoom to get updates. And they have this academy program, which is basically like, here's how you do it. You want to do crowdfunding. Here's the blueprint. We'll help you along the way and answer some questions. But um And so instead of doing their full consulting program, I do this kind of DIY program, as I call it. And Tom, who is co-founder and CMO of LaunchBoom, is um, leading the weekly office hours calls and kind of the point contact as far as I'm concerned (laughs) in running this. And I could go on for another probably 30 minutes, but that would defeat the point of this, I guess. So um, that's how I know Tom is through LaunchBoom and crowdfunding. And if you know anything about crowdfunding, I found out there's this whole like fan base of like Tom Spines and uh, <laughs> he's like a celebrity. Everyone's like, you're Tom from Tom Spines. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, like how'd I know? And I would have, uh, you know, I, I don't know about, I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know about that. It's a little, that's a little too much credit. Launch from stuff I'll take. But. Well, so it's funny because like I said, like in my world with the podcasting, I don't talk about shirt sauna, shirt sauna.com go sign up. It's amazing. But, <laughs> it's, it's, it's truly an incredible product. You've, you've done you. something really special. So. Thank you. And so it's funny because on the other side, when we talk to Tom during these office hours and he's giving people advice on their crowdfunding and product launches and marketing and just literally everything as it relates to business, you have these little nuggets that you kind of drop really quickly about, you know, your life outside of these office hours. And <laughs> I feel like everyone is like, wait, what? And you're like, another time. So I'm super, super excited for you to join the podcast because I'm like, okay, you have about an hour to hear your life story. Uh-oh. No pressure. Uh-oh. But tell us all the we're, things. Yeah, we're here to be entertained. Uh, awesome. Okay. Well, uh, I'm happy, <laughs> happy to start there. And we can, again, if you've got questions along the way and anything else that comes up, happy to kind of go go through it. And I'll, I'll tell, tell the story of Tom. Yeah. So. Well, And before I get into that, I want to say too, because, you know, with our podcast, like we have listeners who listen to us and I know you have people who follow you. And so we, we wanted you to be on this podcast because we do connecting knowledge and resources to live a more conscious form of capitalism. And part of that is sharing knowledge. Like there's enough to go around. And I think there is a more traditional uh, fear-based approach that a lot of people are used to and used to holding their cards close to their chest and, my experience with launch boom is like you guys say here it is and i know your co-founder literally wrote a book on like crowdfunding it's like here you can do it and you're not afraid of it and so you guys embrace sharing knowledge and resources and okay i'm done i will let you talk (laughs) i'm gonna pick up a coffee i'm a one cup of coffee gal so uh sorry about that (laughs) no all good all good yeah no i could definitely dig into that as well yeah because um yeah it's crazy like crowdfunded the book uh by mark pakoda is by far probably one of the most detailed books i i've ever read uh it's it's crazy how much we give away and again we believe that the more we the more we give away the more that we're going to get back and i can uh go into my story and then we'll dig into kind of like that concept of uh, you know of course it's called a lot of different things it's abundance mindset it's like not being fearful it's courage it's you know a giving more than you receive, like all the above. And so um, I'm excited to talk. I'll talk about that and 
story time. So uh, I guess I should start with like once upon a time in a galaxy far, far away. Uh, there was <laughs> a <laughs> there was a little Tom. <laughs> yeah, that's so uh, I guess I'll start there. So was it and is a huge Star Wars fan. So we'll start with that. It's entire childhood done. Next section. Next next chapter. Uh, Efficiency. I love it. <laughs> um. I originally started actually, so I grew up around the film industry. So I was actually a child actor. I was, I'm still technically in the Screen Actors Guild. Um, I was on like McDonald's commercials and Singular Wireless commercials, if people still know what that is. Um, And uh, so did that. So it was always kind of like, you know, behind the camera. I did a lot of theater in high school and college and ton of, ton of, ton of, ton of theater. but the whole time I always thought, okay, well, this is fun, but I need a real job. And I was uh, also really, I looked up to my mom a lot. She was a uh, pre-med theater major. So she was a theater major in college who ultimately became a uh, doctor. She's a psychiatrist. And so, yeah, so crazy, crazy kind of stuff. My dad is a psychologist. And so I definitely learned a lot from them. Um, uh, everything from how the mind works to Freudian theory, everything in between, um, and uh, psychoanalysis, and uh, so that stuff really fascinated me. And so that was kind of like my you know plan was to like go like follow in my mom's footsteps, be a theater major, so I get like all the soft skills because there's so many doctors out there that you know suck with people, but it is a people like your job is people. Um, so you know do the theater and all of that, and then. Um, translate that into um, being a doctor, going to medical school and all of that. Sorry to cut you off, but I just think it's so awesome that you said you wanted to follow in your mom's footsteps because, you know, as female founded business and we talked to a lot of women founders and it's just, I I literally don't think I've ever heard a man say he wanted to follow in his mom's footsteps. That's not to say it doesn't happen, but just shout out to your mom. That's awesome. And to you, I love it. So yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, just uh, again, very, very super cool. She's like a double PhD, so uh, she's like a MD PhD. So doctor, doctor, it's crazy. Um, and so uh, one, that was kind of like my mission. That was my where I was going um, in college. So went to UCSD. Um, plan again, medical school. So I was taking like organic chemistry while also in theater classes because I was a theater major in college, graduated with a theater major, um, basically have an undeclared double major in like chemist or uh, theater, chemistry and psychology. Um, and so no, uh, no, a lot of crazy stuff. The two of them are undeclared though. The only one that's actually real because I took all the classes, all the prereqs was, uh, was theater. And um while I was in college, uh, a couple of different things happened. So one is I read the book Lynchpin by Seth Godin, um, really helped me kind of like t- almost like take ownership of like my path and my journey, right? Versus kind of like, you know, school happening to me versus like me happening to school, right? Like going to, um, you know, go basically realizing that I can like kind of almost like write my own path, be more intentional with the choices that I'm making to the point where I was literally going to my professors and I was like, no, this is going to be my final for this class because it better meshes with what I'm doing outside of school. Um, and so that kind of like taking that ownership, like I'm paying you to, to put me through college. Like I, I'm like, you're not like, you're not, you, you don't get to tell me what to do. I, I'm paying, like, this is a service you are providing. Um, not the other way around, which I feel like so many students like think like school's happening to me. Right. Versus like, no, like I'm literally paying to be here. So like, why am I complaining about going to, I'm paying for this. This is crazy. So that's like a whole tangent and education systems broken and uh, going that's a that's another webinar but um um through this process i also i was also working in the film industry through my uh, again the acting stuff turned into me wanting to see what it was like behind, like i was not really big into the acting side more wanted to know kind of like what was going on behind the scenes i was fascinated with the idea of directing creating these worlds uh and the thing that i always have loved and has been close to me is solving problems my like mission statement i think in latin it's a cisco at uno uh, t- probably terrible Latin, which is solve problems together. Um, and so that's been kind of like my mission statement for ever, as long as I can remember. And so it's all about solving problems. And for me, I wanted to, so I was, you know, pre-med, I was working in ERs and then also working as like a PA in Hollywood and working behind the scenes there. Um, 
and uh, as like a project manager. And so while also starting like a film and television station on campus and so a bunch of stuff going on, uh, but basically realized that like, okay, I, I want to have an impact on the world. And if I could get everybody in this world to like take a pill to like solve a problem, loneliness, um, you know, whatever the, the, whatever that pill is, right? How, if I can like get everybody to take this pill that solves that big problem, how would I do that? And I realized that um, medicine just wasn't it. Uh, medicine was gonna is a one-to-one kind of experience. There isn't that scale. Um, I was working in an ER at the time and was pay- like literally every doctor was like hating their lives uh, and telling me not to do this. Uh, do, do not do not go. My like my like uh, mentor um, was basically telling me like you should don't do this. Like if you want to like have impact and you want to actually like change lives, like medicine's awesome people, their, their doctors are very needed, right? Like I know my mom's a doctor, dad's a doctor, like I, absolutely. Um, and so, but of course, wanting to have that more scaled impact, realized that filmmaking and film was a much better way to do that. Uh, you can think like, okay, well, how has like film impacted our story? I mean, the thing that a uh, fun book, Sapiens, yeah, if you've read it, right, is all about like the thing that makes humans special is our ability to like, tell, share, create stories and that create that like shared experience, which really truly defines kind of like who we are and where we're going in the world. Right. And we're on a podcast right now. That's what this (laughs) is. Like this is a, we're we're weaving some stories here. And so story weavers. Um, And so like oral oral tradition, oral history, Mm -hmm. being the narrator of our world is, is our reality. Exactly. That's our reality that we create. Exactly. And it, it can have like the biggest impact. I mean, even, you know, stories, films, things like that, inspiring medicine, inspiring like major world change and things like that. Um, and so uh, realizing that, okay, this is the path that I actually want to be on. And so I want to do that. And then I uh, took a course in college from uh, his name is Dr. Samara Sandrin. And he uh, it was a course called Consumer Based Brand Equity. And so Jess is probably very familiar with what that is. And that completely changed like everything. It combined like all of, I realized was my love of psychology, my love of like filmmaking. And of course the doctor stuff, like having an impact and like healing people or, you know, teaching or something in some way that knowledge base with, you know, everything else. And that was marketing. Um, and so I basically crashed this upper division course that I wasn't even supposed to be at and, uh, was fascinated by brands and was fascinated by the impact that brands have in our lives. Like I I truly believe that we live in an age of romantic consumerism where like the things that we have around us and the things that we own, like our stories and stuff, whether it's like a, a watch or our, you know, what, what kind of phone do we have? Right. They, they help us better identify ourselves and help us, um, you know, solve problems and help us, you know, become, like period, right? Yeah, I was and gonna so, say period. Period, right? They almost become period. Yeah. So um it was just really fascinating and really interesting and I loved it. And so realized that okay, so went from wanting to be a doctor to wanting to make films to wanting to create brands. Um and so at, right out of college and kind of while in college created um a, an agency called the label creative. I'm sure the website's somewhere see like little me running around making videos and websites and stuff along with uh, my partners um i originally started as just like filmmaking um so because that's what my specialty was i was creating films for you know brands and stuff throughout san diego if anyone's familiar with drew cannoli or organifi i was like drew's like video guy back in the day so so much organifi in my house it's kind of ridiculous there you go if you like like i have the green in my teeth yeah (laughs) yeah well (laughs) if if you want to see green get you go back you'll see like me and videos green all over my face like all that stuff so really got my start with drew um making basically running all of his videos his saturday strategies all that fun stuff before organifi was even a glimmer in him and jamel's eyes so um and so that's kind of like where I got my start in that. And then I ended up doing an internship at an agency, met my business partners, uh, Mark and Mike. And that's where we started Label Creative and really took Label Creative to the next level, which was kind of like going back to, we basically had the option. We're like, okay, well, we could 
become employed by this agency, or we can, you know, go start our own and serve all of my video clients, um, websites and strategic brand equity, um, consultation and all that other fun stuff. And so that's, that's what we did. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, I had some amazing clients like Red Bull, um, Kensington, um, whole whole bunch which was incredible um and then from there uh, a friend of mine actually his name's kevin liang came to me from uh we're, we're in college together we're in like an entrepreneur group together and uh, i had been trying to convince him he made these like sixty thousand dollar beautiful aquariums like eighty thousand dollar hundred thousand dollar like incredible freshwater and and i think saltwater aquariums and there were like these like masterpieces but then he was also really fascinated about creating these like sustainable like he'd have like these it was kind of like chunky it'd be like in the bottom it'd have tilapia and it'd like grow uh <laughs> it'd grow tomatoes out out of the top of it out of these like containers and he was like shilling fish out of his like uh girlfriend now wife's you know closets um <laughs> you know, uh, and all that. So it was doing all sorts of cool, crazy things. But anyways, so, uh, he came to me and he's like, Hey Tom, remember that idea that I talked about back in college that we talked about together? Well, you know, cause I, I was convinced, I was trying to tell him to like, take all of that stuff and like, like make it small, make it like, make it something that you can fit on your desk or how cool would it be is if you had a refrigerator that you could literally open up and you'd like fresh plants on top. And at the bottom, you've got like fresh fish that are like helping feed the plants. Um, and so, uh, so taking his like bigger ideas and kind of con condensing it down more for the consumer space. And, uh, he's basically like, I did it. I, that thing that we talked about, I did it and would love your support launching a crowdfunding campaign. Have you ever heard of Kickstarter? Uh, and at the time I hadn't, this was like in 2012, didn't know what Kickstarter was. Uh, we had like a blog post from Tim Ferriss was like pretty much all we had as terms of our, like our launch boom Academy at the time. Um, and, uh, decided to take the leap, helped him with his kind of like branding, his positioning, made the video. Um, if you go back, I'm pretty sure yeah, it was my, my, you can, you can hear my voice as the VO for the, for the video for that campaign still out there. We raised, uh, like $80,000 on the front end, upsold a bunch of fish stuff, um, doubling that on the back end. That was our first crowdfunding campaign ever. It was awesome. We loved it. Um, it, it was like a huge uh, breath of fresh air going from the RFP um, agency model where you're like, you know, really struggling to even get deals. And even if you did get a really great deal, you'd make this awesome video, but like you wouldn't really control where it goes. But the thing about crowdfunding is, we just love the ability to, you know, see that impact literally go from like $0 to like $80,000 in, you know, 60, 90 days. It's crazy. And then, and then, you know, from like continue that from there. So we launched a second campaign for him, raised $375,000, doubled that on the back end, upselling really cool fish stuff. And, um, that was kind of like the beginning of, you know, launch boom. Uh, one of his advisors, his name's Will Ford, uh, came to, uh, we had breakfast together and he was like, Hey Tom, I think you guys are like, you guys are sitting on a gold mine here. Why don't you guys drop all the other agency stuff? Let's work together and blow this up. And cause there was a huge need in this space for pre-campaign. Uh, a lot of people just launching their campaigns and kind of like struggling from there, but to have a really successful campaign, we really realized you have to like do that pre-work. Uh, and there wasn't really anybody out there that was doing it. Everybody in the space at the time were basically just doing live advertising and, and things like that. So uh, we saw a need um, and we went after it. And uh, now I can confidently say we're the number one pre-launch crowdfunding agency in the world. We touch more campaigns, support more creators, um, not just through our agency now, which is really exciting. This is where we're getting the other stuff, but through our content. That's the thing that's so exciting is, is our mission in the next three years is to help raise a billion dollars for entrepreneurs. Um, and I'll, I'll talk about why that's so important right now um, in a second. Um, but we're doing that not just again with our agency model, not even just with Launch Boom Academy, but with all of the free stuff that we're giving away every single day, um, doing everything that we can to help these entrepreneurs. And so, well, why? Like we we talked about it earlier about yeah. this abundance mindset and there's enough to go around. Why free stuff? Like, what was it within you and your co-founders that were like, 
you know what? I'm not going to charge um, an arm and a leg for all of these things because I believe it should be open source wisdom or a contribution to the collective consciousness. Why? Like, what was that shift in mind? And was it difficult to make that decision? Um, it's funny. It really wasn't difficult. Um, I mean, one of the things that's really cool, and I think the reason, again, I've we've been in business since you know 2012 and literally no problems with our founders. Uh, I was originally the CEO of the company. I ended up uh, stepping down to become the CMO uh, to let Mark step up into CEO, into that you know CEO spot. Like things like that usually like break companies, right? Like usually you get like all sorts of like weird fights and ego and all that other stuff. But really at the end of the day, I love my partners and they're awesome. They're incredible. And we really like, like when I say we have, we've had zero problems over the years, like I, I mean that. Uh, and that's because we're all on the same page when it comes to our values and our vision and that greater vision and working together, right? That mission statement of let's solve problems together means more to us than, you know, our egos and all the other, you know, greed and stuff that the world kind of like puts on you. And so. What are your uh, values? specifically um that's a great question. i've got a fantastic powerpoint presentation that has a bunch of amazing graphics if you'd like me to, to pull them on the screen um but core, core values are family uh journey before destination uh which again one of my favorite quotes of all time life before death strength before weakness journey before destination um it's from a fiction book i love love reading fiction um sanderson you're the man if you're watching um so i I hope yeah right or listening uh depending on how you're consuming this amazing content um and so uh uh, stay hungry uh is is another one that's really important to us and asking questions or or staying curious uh and then oh sorry last but definitely not least is own it um and so again taking that taking that massive ownership is just so important and so those are our core values um we've added kind of uh like over the years things have kind of like shifted and things like that like feedback is really important to us right now that's something that uh and having a good relationship um and and that vulnerability is something that's also always kind of been there but those are our those are Longstrom's core values those are my core values partners core values um all of that and so yeah. yeah, like Laurel and I, so with our consulting business, and I'm saying this because I talked to you about Shirt Sauna, is that that's what we start off with when we meet with our clients is the first thing is core values. And I feel like traditionally in the business world and strategic planning meetings, everyone's like, okay, revenue, goals, numbers, KPIs. And if you don't get aligned on your values and your your why, your purpose, whatever you want to call it, um, it's, it doesn't matter. It, it, it might matter mm-hmm. for a few months. It might matter for a year, but over time it's not sustainable. Mm-hmm. And so it, it might seem like it's something you can put off, you can do later, but it will catch up with you. And it really makes things easier from the beginning. If you sit down and define this and Laurel and I did that with our business, I did it with shirt sauna and it seemed, for example, a shirt sauna, like being a consumer product, it seems silly to sit down and do it by myself. And but I just did it and it made everything a lot easier down the road when I started needing to do content because I worked through this plan. And um, I think it's, you know, as you're talking about the founders being on the same page, uh, Laurel was in shirt sauna, like we were in it and another partner and Laurel and I had a talk, I don't know, two or three months ago where she's just like, you know what, this isn't my goal anymore. Like I have different goals. I support you. You go do your thing. And it was like, a 30 minute conversation. And we're just like, yeah, we see it. We're in alignment. And it was really simple and easy. And, and part of like a peer mentorship group we're with, with some other business owners, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I can't believe you guys are still on good terms. And it's like, yeah, because we know what each of us want and, and why we want it. And it's not personal. She's not like, I want you to fail or I'm kicking you out or anything like that. It's just like, we're, this doesn't align with the, where we're going right now. And that's okay. To be fair, I did get my acting debut in the shirts on a video, so that was enough. And I awesome. There we go. Got cut, which she doesn't know. It was very close to getting. I was like, I was like, why am I not tagged in this video? Did they cut me? And then I I forward to tell you that we almost cut it because if you look closely, that it doesn't. Whatever the storyline doesn't match. If anyone's listening and you care to actually look at it, there's like a little disconnect where we're like, ooh, but I was like, oh, I can't tell her. But anyway, um. I think that and another thing too you mentioned is that you said these are my values and these are launch booms values. And we had had some people early on tell us like, oh, you're building a company. Your values don't need to align with the company. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, we're like, and we thought about it and we kept coming back. We're like, wait, especially for a service-based business, if it's product, I think it's different, but a service, it's like, how do you, like you're selling yourself and your, your approach and your expertise. And so I think that, um, it's really hard to try to separate the self from the business and, and why should you? Yeah. And I mean, and that's the thing too, is also I've heard a lot like, Oh, you shouldn't go into business with your friends, but like they all work at launch film. I mean, or, or, or data or do. So, I mean, what well, yeah. Laura and I do, we're like our whole ethos is like, we want to work with people we like. Like I want to work with my friends. My, my whole, everything in business is like people who are my friends at some point, they either, are already my friends or they are going to become my friend and I'm going to pay them to be my friend someday when I make yeah. the money. Yeah. But, there you go. yeah. That was the whole reason. That's why I, that's why I started business too. It's just so I could, they had to be my friends now. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Michael, exactly. Michael Scott, right? Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, and it's fun. And I think, you know, there's so much, I don't know. I'm just thinking like when I came up in like, you know, my degree in business and early in my career, when people are just, it's just numbers growth and that's all it was about. And it's all at some point, the money doesn't matter. And at some point, like you can only sell your soul for so much. And so um, I I'm wondering too, like, I guess, did you guys ever have any instances where you were giving away stuff and for example, and I say giving away, like you were maybe giving away some of your knowledge or you lost a potential client to a competitor or they did it on their own. And you're like, oh man, like we really like, you know, missed out on that or whatever. Like, did you ever have anything where you look back and like questioned your approach to business? I mean, not really. I mean, test, it's so funny. Like test room started at like 5k with ad spend and is now like 15k with ad spend. So um, I mean, like right when we started it, it, again, it's always like a, uh, it's always a process and looking at like, wow, like we're adding a ton of value here and we're actually losing money on this because we're having to pay our team. Um, and this is crazy. So we need to, we need to increase the prices cause this is not sustainable. Um, but no, I mean, in terms of like, in terms of like major business choices and things like that, like we make mistakes with hiring sometimes we make some, we make mistakes here and there deciding to follow kind of like chase a shiny object. There was like six months where we thought we were going to add Amazon to our core services. Like that was a mistake. Um, and all of that, but like really, again, relying on like solving problems together, coming together as a team, like falling back on kind of like our core values and not like, again, I talk about like these like worldly ideals, right? Like greed and all these, these numbers and all of that stuff is there, there to kind of like throw you off track, keep you like off the path. And so as long as you can kind of like stay focused, get back to like the core the heart of everything, um, that's, it's going to help you stay aligned and, and keep on track. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I just have like a quick thing. You're saying something and Laura and I like love the daily stoic. And there was one a few days ago that was saying, you think, you know, it's talking about like the journey before the destination Mm -hmm. and saying, okay, I'll be happy when I get this house, when I get this job, when I get this partner. And it's like, it's all dependent upon something and saying, don't wait for this thing to happen to be happy. Like be happy along the journey. Yep. for what you're looking for. So. Yep. Journey before destination. It's so... Yeah. It's probably it's a, February 15th entry. I'm a few days behind on that. <laughs> yeah, that's, and that's, uh, I mean, that's what's like so important, right? It's like throughout the process too, I mean, there, there were times where, you know, I had offers to you know, Hey, hey, come, come work for me. I'll give you 250,000 a year in a Tesla. Right. And I'm making like 20,000 a year with a startup and I'm trying to figure out how to like feed every member of my team. Um, and of course that seems like who wouldn't take $250,000 a year in a Tesla. Right. And like abandon this team that believed in me, um, and believed in this vision and was like, hell no, like, absolutely, absolutely not. Um, and you know, staying, staying true to the team, staying true to the vision and, and all that stuff and slogging it out together. I appreciate that, that commentary, because I think that this is a game and those are little tests and mm-hmm. um, you passed because <laughs> you're enjoying the ride. Mm-hmm. You're enjoying the game. You're playing the game. You're co-creating your reality in your life. And and I think that sometimes people can look at that and be like, God, they must be a control freak. You know, they got to control everything. 
Um, but if you come from an abundance mindset and a solutions thinking mindset, I mean, those are first of the uh, seven tenets of permaculture is solutions thinking and abundance thinking. And when you think about permaculture, that's all. Like, it's just all. And all is here, all is happening now, all is your reality and that you're creating. And I wanted that to resonate with people that are listening or watching, because if you're in a business or a role in a business and it doesn't feel like you're co-creating a beautiful life, guess what? You got the chance to change it. You don't need the 250K in a Tesla. That's not the end mm-hmm. goal, right? The money, like accumulating gold coins isn't the point of the game. Like right. the game, the game is about happiness, right? Yeah. Would you agree? Absolutely. <laughs> ten, 10 out of 10. That's, and, and that's so funny too. Cause like, that's always, um, you know, been something that, you know, even with my wife, right. It's like, it's, you know, the question of like, okay, cool. Well, what are you doing or what am I doing? Right. And if both of us aren't making seven figures in happiness, like we're doing the wrong job. Like it doesn't matter how much money we're making. It's like, we're both focused on like seven figures of happiness and that's, what's like super important. And and that's the other thing too, um, is like when it comes to like, what is, you know, what is happiness and all of that stuff you get into like, you know, like love really at the end of the day, it's like, you love what you do and like, do people like, and that's, that would get done like a whole deeper, you know, a deeper concept of like, what is love? Right. Cause you get this whole like suit, like getting into opinions now, super toxic, like self-love kind of like concept. Right. Which is like, Oh, I need to like, look out for me. I need to like take care. Like there is like a, a concept around, like it is, that is important, but like I very much from a, I come from a, like, again, very like Christian background about like love is like suffering uh, in a lot of ways. And there is that like joy there. And of course that lines up well with daily stoic for sure. um, (laughs) And all those other things. And so it's the, like really, again, it's loving their journey, right? It's like going back to my story is I was working in an ER that was like in a really upscale, nice neighborhood, as many drinks and snacks as I wanted, spent a lot of time playing solitaire on their computers, just chilling while the ER was completely empty, got hectic and definitely did a lot of work versus being a PA in Hollywood, running around, you know, like doing the like most terrible jobs ever, having to deal with like somebody who brought a gun to set, having to deal with like um, crazy actresses, having to deal with like, you know, being like guarding a bunch of actors and actresses in the middle of like, like on skid row at like two in the morning and uh, getting like very little sleep. And it comes down to like, like, again, like love. It's like, I love that. Like, that was awesome. Being able to like be a part of this, like greater vision that was, you know, had a really powerful message that was going to be able to get out there to the world. So what, what is love? Uh, that's a, that's a fantastic question. It's definitely a journey that I've in, in my own life have been like, like going for And I don't know if, uh, I, I don't know if you guys are up for like really, truly digging into digging into that. Um, I love, uh, first Corinthians, like yep. pull it up. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking, it's not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always preserves or perseveres. Uh, love never fails. Um, and then, uh, from, uh, and then, now getting into hopefully get into like some spirituality stuff here is our, our religion too, is like love is God. Uh, that's John. And um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that that, you know, relationship with the Lord or, you know, whatever higher power you subscribe to mm-hmm. um, and all of that is uh, I think is really, really uh, important and powerful. Yeah, I'm. I agree. And of course, we can't. We absolutely love to get into the mushy gushies. <laughs> Big fan. And it's important to talk about because oftentimes business and love are separate, and it makes right. no sense. It makes no sense to me. Business is people. People are one. Right. <laughs> and love is one, and love is all. And so, if you're in a business and love is not a part of it, that literally makes no sense. Well, you told us, or Laurel said early on, like we went to, we did a uh, Tory project too. We love it's this uh, business bootcamp focused on conscious capitalism, stakeholder capitalism tenants. And 
you know, after one of we we did this, it was pretty, I don't know how much it was a lot. It was like 64 hours in a month or something while we were working full time. Anyway, it was long. And we had these like three hour nights and we were leaving after one of these three hour nights. And Laurel was like, you know, I just really think we just need to say love. Like our company is love. It's our guys. I was like, no, Laurel, no, hard no. <laughs> so I can't sit here like and be like, yes, yes, love. Because I was like, no. <laughs> but it, it's not as much as saying no to love. I think it's more like the definition because it is so, it is abstract and it is hard to define and it means something different to everybody. And 100%. So, so what does what does that mean? And so I think that's more what I was saying no to. So anyway, I just had to, you know. No, no, no that's, that's, I mean, that's such a thing too, is like, you know, you've got, you've got like Greek has like 10 different words for the, for love. Right. And, um, and, you know, popular culture, TV and movies, right? Again, I think it pisses me off is like, again, I think there's like social responsibility, right? With everything that's like created and produced. And so if you're producing content that's, you know, leading people astray and like, you know, not healthy and good and all of that stuff is not good. And so of course you like, you grow up watching, you know, a lot of like popular television in America, dealing with a lot of the like worldly concepts and, you know, love is, you know, what you're seeing on, I don't know. Uh, I can't even think of like a, like the Kardashians or something like that. Right. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) well, there's some good ones, right? There's some good ones. Um, But uh, yeah, don't sleep on Barbie movies. Uh, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I know it's like super, super random. Those are my wife's like favorites. They're absolutely, (laughs) Um, absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's like, we're, we're, Shot, like all sorts of fun shocking content here today but uh <laughs> but uh right talking about didn't think i was be talking about barbie movies today did i uh, that was a that was a fun one but uh but no they're actually incredible not, not even not even sleeping on it but um um but yeah have i think seen, have you seen the movie is it soul i haven't okay well that that might be your homework tom <laughs> yeah i definitely yeah definitely and and again so yeah. What is, what is love? I mean, it's like a constant, like me even in, you know, continuing to like rediscover, recommit and re-understand like what that means and not be swayed by like all of this stuff out there. It's so easy to like, especially like when it comes to like role models in, you know, in industry, you look at like Elon Musk and you're like, I do not want to be him ever. I don't care how much money he makes. I don't care if he gets everybody to Mars. Like that sucks. I would hate to be him. Um, because again, it's, uh, yeah. So he's an alien. He's an alien. Yeah. And, and I have like a, I have many opinions about Elon and his more code. Um, but at the end of the day, like I can't like love is patient. Love is kind. And I I can't judge. Like I'm not right. Exactly. Exactly. Motivated and incentivized. And he has his own self-awareness and the, and things that drive him. What, what is, can you share a story about a moment in your life where you had a, a moment of self-awareness where you're like, oh, I thought I was behaving this way. I'm actually not, or I'm actually out of alignment because it, it is kind of easy to talk about these lovely love things. What's a, what's a story that you don't mind sharing about a moment where it went awry and you had to wake up? I mean, literally any, it's so funny too, because this is even going back to like the business stuff, any decision that I've made or launch firms made that has been outside of our core values anytime where it was like, oh, like swayed by greed, like, man, we should really work on this project, but it's like, shouldn't do it. This isn't going to go well. Like all of that stuff. Like anytime we've fallen like prey to that. And in my own personal life, like making choices that, you know, we're not aligned with my core values and not aligned with my best self. Um, again, it's, you have that ripple effect and it's, it's funny because you see that both like in work, um, and in all these, you know, different areas. This is like when you're making a, you know, bad decision in one place, you're probably also making bad decisions in, in other places. And so in terms of like those areas and all of that stuff, I know like, my uh, my wife and I again I'm not going to go into like too much detail here but uh, you know we struggled very much at the beginning of our relationship and she 
like stood strong for me and, you know, was like a guiding light for me, uh, when I was weak and not making good decisions and, um, making poor priorities and stuff like that and help get me back on track. And so again, that stuff happens all the time. And that's why it's important to like, look at who you surround yourself with and who are you like, who, like who is in your corner. Right. And like, I love my wife. She's incredible. And I'm so happy I have her in my corner um, to help guide me with that. And same thing with like my business partners and things like, again, you've got different like coaches for, for different things. Right. It's like, Jess, I'm in your corner for crowdfunding. I got you. Um, but then, you know, you've got, you know, when it comes to um, certain things, I've got my wife. When it comes to business, um, my CEO, amazing friend, Mark Pakoda, um, you know, has helped guide me. Same thing, partner Will um, has helped guide me, get us back on track. And that's what we do for each other. Um, and we're in each other's corners and help us, you know, kind of get back on track when we're, you know, again, we're human. We're going to make mistakes. But what matters is, is like how we kind of recover and grow from uh, each of those experiences. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm just sitting with that. I'm thinking back and like, oh man, like, yeah, but it's it's good. And I think you know, there's a saying. It's like you're the sum of like the five people you interact with the most. And there's so much to be said to that because they're influencing you. You're influencing them. And it's I was gosh, I'm trying to remember what it. I Laura has a much better memory than I do, but there there was something I was reading recently, and it was it was talking about how it was kind of like the idea of like leveling up. Like you always want to be kind of growing. And then I think about that in the context of like, well, what if I'm that person for someone else? Like, I want those people around me. I want someone where I'm always kind of inspired by and supported by. But then I think, well, does that mean that I can't be that person for someone else? Mm-hmm. If that makes so I and not that I'm like this role model or leader or anything like that. But I just think, you know, if I, I don't want to be in the sphere of influence or how no, I don't want someone in my sphere of influence that isn't helping me grow. And then I, but at the same time, I'm like, well, I want to help other people grow too. And so I think it kind of comes back to values. I I think, you know, when we talk about this, it's like, they might not be that person today, but as long as that's something each of us are kind of aspiring to be, then I think that's where you can connect with other people. Yeah. And again, like everybody offers something, you know, something different, right. Is like, mm-hmm. and that's the thing everybody too, is everybody has a, exactly. Everybody has a gift and like, um, you know, being able to like identify what that gift is and then help like support them in, you know, realizing it. There's actually, I'm going to pull up another quote here. This is from another book, um, that I love. I love the quotes. And, and I think too, like, especially when you're talking about this stuff is that it's really important because I think we we have a tendency to put a lot of pressure on one person to be everything to us. Yeah, That's a business partner, um, you know, somebody through work, a best friend, a wife, a boyfriend, whatever that is. It's like, no, this person's just, just supporting you in like this area of your life. And, and you need, we all need like our, our tribe, if you will. Yeah, it, 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 exactly. And again, it's, it, it's so important because it's like, well, what is the direction that everybody, again, going back to that values is like, is everybody moving? That's kind of like the first step is like, is everybody moving in the same direction? And I do believe in the concept of like, see one, do one, teach one, right? It's like, you see, you learn, right? You then do, you get the success and then you can teach and support others. And that's what true mastery and true learning is all about. Is like, you're actually not going to learn until you teach. Like I have a lot of, like, even in my own mentorship of Launch Boom Academy, for example, like I've learned a ton from, from students like you, Jessa. And, um, and that's really solidified even my expertise and my mastery of crowdfunding. And I know the same is true for Mark in writing that book. Like it took his even mastery of crowdfunding to another level when we gave it away, when we supported others, when we taught other people. Well, I myself am a student of Launch Boom Academy, if I have not mentioned, and I love it. And I find myself telling other people, I'm like, oh, this is what you should do. And then I feel like I have to put a big disclaimer. I have never done this before. (laughs) You'll get there. You're doing it. You're doing it though. I feel like I'm learning so much and then I feel empowered to share that knowledge and it feels like I'm teaching. And then I have to step back and say, 
well, you know, those who can't do teach, maybe I don't know. But no, um, no, no. That's no, because you're no. doing or you've done a part of the process that you can now yeah. teach. And so, and so, the quote that I wanted to share with you guys is: uh, "Good men only want the power to make things right. Great men seek to make things right and gather the power to do so. Great leaders find those who are worthy of wielding power and set them to the task of making things right." So yeah. Does that make sense? So again, I'll, I'll go through that again. So good men want only the power to make things right. So they want the power. They, you know, have concept of right and wrong, right? Great men seek to make things right and gather the power to do so. They actually like take action and go for it. Great leaders find those who are worthy of wielding power and set them to the task of making things right. And there's, you know, the five levels of leadership. There's like books and stuff like that, but like, don't need like you read the book and, or you understand it's like the best leaders train leaders. And so it's about like, how do you, as a leader, like build other leaders? And that's been a huge, I know within Launchboom, the thing that's helped helped us literally double our business this last year was that concept, Um, was like bringing on, you you know, and love Joe. He's amazing. He's an incredible leader, partnering with him to bring him in to, you know, to lead Launchboom Academy and all of that stuff. And so um, when I listen to that quote, Tom, it reminds me. That these great leaders, great men, um, are building wealth and prosperity and success for themselves through infinite things, and that to me is what LaunchBoom is doing. the The capacity of knowledge and to share that knowledge, and when knowledge is shared, it is shared in return, and it is received. Mm-hmm. And you're all aggrandizing your value or compounding your value for each mm-hmm. other. And so you are also expanding and expanding, and expanding just by the sake of being with each other. Just a student. Tom a teacher, Tom also the the student of Jessa mm-hmm. being a teacher as well. That is is why Orion, in some ways, this podcast exists mm-hmm. to contribute the knowledge and resources to live a more conscious form of capitalism or a more aware way of, of doing things. And I wanted to highlight that point for me because I get really stuck in the words uh, power because I I love power and I feel most empowered. When I'm sharing knowledge, because it's not mine to keep, it's mine to give. It's in the giving that we receive. And that is where I think Launch Boom sets apart. Forget the numbers, forget the reach, forget all that. That's where you set apart from other crowdfunding organizations is the knowledge share, the expanding the capacity and the investment in infinite things that compound infinite wealth. 100%. 100%. As my dog barks. Because, yeah, I mean, like in a way too, you've heard like money is energy too, right? And it's like... It's flow of energy. Yeah, and it's like, lo- like even back to the concept of love, it's like, um, my wife has a song she sings that includes that I'm not even going to attempt to try singing it, but basically the moral of that, that oh, song... try. No, absolutely not. <laughs> hard. <laughs> no, uh, hard, hard pass. Hard no. Um, but uh, the, the, the kind of the premise is he's like, you don't run out of love. Like you don't run out of that. Like it's not something that you have like a finite amount of. And that's the thing too, is like with the space and all this like concepts around zero sum markets and all of that is like, there isn't a finite amount. If somebody's making the same product that you are, that's okay. There is more than enough space. And I know like, like just, I just got to witness, you know, um, you know, somebody in the, in our community was like, somebody launched a product that's like similar to mine or solving a similar problem. Oh no, maybe now I shouldn't launch. What do I do? Um, you know, I don't even want to share my idea with people because I'm worried they're going to steal it or something like that. Fear, fear, fear. Yeah. And it's understandable, but it's fear. Exactly. And it kind of goes back to, to what you were talking about earlier about how some things, you know, may have you no know, different drivers where you may have looked at something where I'll say greed for easy, like you, you went after the money. And because sometimes people are afraid to say no to business, they're afraid to say no to clients because it's been so ingrained in us that the customer's always right. And you should always, always be closing <laughs> ABC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so when you say no to something, it allows you to say yes to something else. And some of those yeses, that you're second guessing or they're not values aligned, they cost so much more in energy than the money is worth. And 100%. especially early on in your career, like people just say yes to everything. And I, we encounter so many people who are afraid to tell that client to walk away, to cut these partnerships, 
And because it's still in their mind of like, well, there, I don't want to burn bridges or there is a little bit of revenue there. And like, yeah, but what is that really costing you in terms of your energy? And how much time are you spending dreading opening that email or thinking about your response or, you know, putting off this meeting? It's just not worth it. And so, you know, coming back to the, there's enough, it'll come back around. This isn't the last deal you're ever going to get or the last client that's ever going to say yes to you. Like, yeah. And if you already have those people, it's okay to, to end the relationship. Exactly. Exactly. And and that's the thing too, is cause like, that's the thing is like so many, you know, um, you see this in so many different areas where it's like, Hey, you know, the right client is out there for you. The right person is out there for you. Uh, you just got to prepare yourself for that client, for that person, all of that stuff, uh, and focus on you. And cause that's, that's the thing is like, you know, we talk about, in the going back to that example of like the competitors, right? Like we're co- competing over like a hundred thousand dollar campaign or something like that. But the actual market size of that category is like in the billions, if not hundreds of billions of dollars. And so it's like, what are you even doing? You're like squabbling over like the smallest little crumb ever. And if you just stopped, you know, squabbling over it, you know, the, the phrase, you know, losers look at like winners focus on winning losers, watch winners. Um, you know, is so important. Yeah. I have lots of thoughts about many things that you've said. Like we as stakeholder capitalists and we just view business very differently than the traditional way of doing things where I must keep it to myself. Therefore it is a competitive advantage. And we come from a place that like there is enough to go around. This is not a scarcity of resources. Our planet might be very sick and polluted and we're ruining our natural. That may, that may be score, scarce, yeah. That can be scarce for sure. Like, cl- like clean resources and health it can be scarce. Mm-hmm. But there, there is a way. Like for this um, individual who was worried that they wouldn't be competitive or they wouldn't be good enough or the launch wasn't right or it's not the right time. Those are those fear-based limiting beliefs that. It's totally understandable. We get stuck there. Totally understandable. Enter Tom and Launch Boom. Like you said, you're in there. Get it going. Give it a go. There's no reason not to. It's it's, perfect action. It costs more, like Jessa said, for you not to do it, to not consciously act in alignment with what feels good. And it will feel good. It's scary. It's for sure scary. And fear is understandable. Just shift the mindset and go, this is enough. This is enough. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And you've got all of these resources, these infinite resources like Tom and Launchboom and Jessa and Lauren, all these infinite people that want you to do well. It's not 100%. the world against you. No, like no. it's not the world against you. And I just wanted a like big applause for bringing that up because you're in a world of selling products and marketing and telling these stories. And I feel good. Because it's coming from a genuine, authentic place of love. It's not from must make a bunch of part of my friend's shit uh, just for the sake of it. And just to collect Scrooge McDuck coins. And like, yeah. And and I think for me, like, I am very um, sensitive to, I don't know, like kind of BS or I'm very, anytime there's like a business approach, I'm always on my heels. Like, okay, what do you want from me? And sometimes it's okay. Like, okay, sometimes I'm like, oh, this is what you want. This is what I want. This works. But I'm just always so hesitant. And so even my first time talking to LaunchBoom, which oh my, was probably almost a year ago at this point when I very first started it, you know, and I'm looking at it and I'm like, okay. And then coming down to where I'm at now, I'm like, it's so, it, like Laurel said, so genuine. It's an awesome, awesome community of people. And everyone in there is so genuine and they're all willing to help. And it's kind of one of those things, like you get what you give. If you help people, they're going to help you. And we're, we're all coming from a good place. Well, I think we're coming from a good place. It feels good to help each other and to learn and be on this journey together. And and so I just want to point that out. Like you, you can tell when someone's being genuine and you can tell when someone's following the script and when they're just like going through the motions just trying to meet their objectives and they don't care about yours. And, you know, kind of on this though, we're, get, we're getting into like a full on launch boom ad right now, commercial promo, which I love to do. I, I it's like, annoying. I, I annoy myself how much I talk about launch boom. I, I do. I promise you. And it's, <laughs> I'm just like embarrassed in conversations. I'm like, 
so this company launched bill, um, but on that note, since we're already here um, and we're about at the end of our time, like I know there's a million things launch Boom does besides what I touch. Like what are some things I guess that you want to put out there that launch boom does that I'm not selling well. This way. <laughs> well, the, the one thing I want to do first is like, thank you too. Cause like, again, that is like the thing that makes me super happy and the things that like brings joy to my heart is seeing the community support one another because like i am one person joe is one person we've got like a lot of different things in the like a lot of things going on and the more that we can help each other again solve problems together the better you know this is going to be for everybody and the the like again rising tide lifts all ships and i think that's really really cool and like i was literally out last week it was my wife's birthday wanted to like really like completely turn things off don't want to jump into the crowdfunded community and like be answering questions about crowdfunding 24 seven. Cause I want to be present, like fully present with my wife, uh, for our, for our little vacation. And so, uh, it was just amazing to see members of the community like you, Jessa set stepping up and like supporting other people. People are like sharing their landing pages and like getting feedback from the community. And I can go, ah, okay. Somebody's like, people are, people are helping each other. This is amazing. I can like, I can be present now. And so um, that's just awesome. So big, huge thank you there. And then to the question of like, what are some things or like uh, that I'd love to share with everybody? Um, one is crowdfunded summit. I'm wearing the shirt. Um, so this is happening April 6th, 7th, and 8th. It's awesome. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, CrowdfundedSummit.com. Um, I still think they might be working on a few things on the back end. So if it's a little wonky, I apologize. Pardon the dust. Uh, it definitely won't be by the end of this week, if not Monday. Um, but um, it's, a quick, I'll, sorry, cut you off. Even though I asked you this, I yeah. did the crowd summit last year and it was amazing. First of all, the timing for me worked out. It could have worked out better because I had made the decision, which Laura can vouch for where I'm like, you know what? Let's just do a crowdfunding. Let's just wing it and see how it goes. And then <laughs> Right around the same time, thank goodness, the crowdfunding summit was like, I think that week or the next week. And I was like, oh, okay, Jessa, slow, slow your roll here. But it, it was, and it doesn't matter if you're crowdfunding or not. It's whatever you're doing, anything in business. If you have something that you are, are exchanging, like services or goods, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. I mean, there is, I, I, I love it. Gonna, this year's going to be ridiculous okay. i'm telling you right now it's going to be ridiculous well i attended the first one and it was like right your inaugural mm -hmm. one, that was the first and, one ever and i was shocked i was like this is so amazing there's so much bold here i you someday i'll uh maybe i'll screenshot some of my notes my notes are i mean pages and pages and pages in a slack channel like to a point where the other people in the slack channel are, are annoyed they're like i'm never going to be able to read all this i'm like you don't have to i just need to know it's there because there's so much there that i'm going to reference okay my plug is done. Anyway, I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah. So, uh, and the thing specifically with that is become a VIP. So this year we're making it, so we're VIP, there's VIP's last one, which is awesome where you get the recordings. This year we're taking that to a whole nother level. All of our VIPs are getting physical copies of Mark's book there. Um, so, which is amazing. That's it in and of itself. Um, so they're getting that. We're, we're actually going to do a third day. So you saw like day one, day two, day three. So day one and day two are free. Day three is VIPs only. And we're literally going to go from like idea where we're going to like come up with an idea. Like we're going to go through an idea and then go all the way through to like test boom. Um, the whole process, like every single piece, it's going to be a workshop, worksheets. It's going to be awesome. So this whole third day, that's going to be epic and just the again the amount of speakers the people that we have here we, we're bringing some of the top crowdfunding campaigns literally of all time in every industry um and it's it's going to be incredible all the all the industry experts are going to be there it is by far going to be the largest uh crowdfunding summit or crowdfunding conference um ever so that's number one um and then number two i'd say is come join the the crowdfunded community so like even if you're not sure if you're gonna do crowdfunding just hopping in there and getting inspired by all the cool stuff that everybody's doing it's a it's the uh facebook.com slash group slash crowdfunded community um join that love to have you in there definitely like give us a follow on social and all the other fun stuff. Um, and uh, there's a, I would say like free that see our free training. And so like, if you're really lost or don't know where to go, it's uh, launchroom.com slash masterclass uh, in order to like really learn the strategy that goes into everything that we're doing. So, but those are my, 
calls to action here today. Your three point landing was was conscious and primitive. Yeah. Thank Thank you. You did great, kid. You're going to make thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. You're on the right path. The journey is enjoyable. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Journey before destination. So yeah, here, I'll show you. Uh, it's actually a crowdfunding campaign. Here we Ooh. go. So I don't need to, this was crowdfunded. I think it raised like $5 million. Ooh. And, what uh, is it? Here we go. Here's the... Uh, so for our listeners, it's like a navy blue slash black book with lots of decor, life before death, strength before weakness, journey before destination. It's, it's a yeah, a series of books called the uh, the Way of Kings. It's a uh, fiction. It's amazing. It's incredible. Cool. Yeah, yeah, Check out Tom, Tom's finds, out. right? <laughs> yeah, tomsfinds.com. There you go. That's where I find. Tom for being here, for sharing, for being open for telling us about abundance and um, solving problems together, thinking about solutions. It landed. My pleasure. I'm glad. I'm glad. And it was a little, <laughs> there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on. <laughs> Thank you. And um, send it, Jessa. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Orion Podcast. If you're looking for a thoughtful gift for yourself or others, shop ethical jewelry with a story at article22.com. Enjoy 10% off qualifying purchases with promo code ORION10. That's www.article22.com and code ORION10. Enjoy!